I, I just had to keep singing because that was the work the Lord was doing in my heart. That was the work the Lord was doing in my heart. That was the movement of the Spirit even in my heart. And we thank God for the blessedness of a new dawn. And I've always told you, anytime the day is dawning, one thing that should be a strong impression on your heart is revelation. It says, until the day dawn and the day that arises in our hearts. So anytime you see the day dawning, even in the natural, you begin to bless God. You are saying, God, out of the gloom into a season of life, into a season of revelation. Amen. Out of the gloom into a season of revelation. And in this dawn, may you walk into the uh, may you walk into the revelatory powers of God. May you walk into the revelatory heights of God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank God, in this dawn, in this dawn, the spirit of the dawn is revelation. The spirit of the breaking of dawn is revelation. Lago, may you touch the spirit of the dawn, the breaking of revelation in your heart. One of the best times to hear the deep secrets of God is in this period, this dawn period. I'm not saying that someone will come and teach you that you sit down with your meditations and hear of the oracles of God. It is very true. <laughs> it is very true. It's very true. <laughs> because at a dawn period, revelation is stayed up. Not, not, it is a cosmic revelation that is stayed up. <laughs> and that is why you realize that most people, even in the secular spaces, most people, even in the secular spaces, they don't joke with their dawn periods. They don't joke with their dawn periods. They don't joke with their dawn periods. And it's not just due to Christianity. It is a general, general principle. And we as believers are also taken advantage of it, even by the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Wow. I'm just excited in my spirit. I want us to move to the noon of favor. We began dealing with the noon of favor. We dealt with the Kimel of favor. 
Today we end uh, in no favor and we learned how that we are highly favored. And I trust that we've been blessed by all the teachings of favor from last month. I mean, we've done so many teachings that were not recorded. And I want this to be the last teaching that I will do on that, at least for this season, um, formally for this season. I know definitely as we are talking, because we are in the, that season, that will be the emphasis and whatever we are doing will be skewed to that. But then I believe that um, we can, in quotes, sum up for, officially sum up for the teachings, the doctrines we we were doing on the matter of um, favor. Amen. And um, I remember dealing with favor, the noon of favor, where we looked at the seed of favor, we looked at the activity of favor. That is what the noon is. And we learned a lot of things. We learned humility. We learned to be about. We learned uh, thanksgiving. We learned the fear of the Lord. And okay, so some of you uh, don't know when I dealt with the noon of favor. I dealt with it on um, June 3. That was my birthday. I don't, yeah. So I dealt with the noon of favor there. We spoke of um, walking in the wisdom of God. And I made them understand that um, fear is tied to wisdom. And the reason why many are not walking in the wisdom of God is because they are not walking in the fear of God. And hence, they are not able to actually walk in the favor of God. And one of the most important things you should know about the noon of favor is that they are not now trying to get favor from God, but we are positioning ourselves adequately. When the Bible says that I have found favor in your sight, it is it communicates a stumbling upon favor. Do you understand? The favor is already there for you, but you stumble on the favor. Okay, so a lot of people that talk about favor, they make it seem like, oh, they're just there, something happened. No, there is favor, all right, but they needed to stop more favor. So God, by the principles he has set, saw something in them, or there was something that was about them that caused them to actually walk in the favor. Go and check it, everyone. No one just got up living the life anyhow and said that, hey, Favor. No, there are covenants. You see, even for you as a Christian, that favor you are having is based on a covenant someone had. I hope you know it's based on Abraham. Do you understand? It's based on Abraham. So um, there are a lot of things that cause people to stumble into favor, whether it's covenants, whether it is the humility of the person, God searches through and through the heart of the person, and then uh, there is something significant on that person or about that person according to the principles of God. And now the person stumbles on favor that God has already given to the person. You understand? So that is what the concept of finding favor is. And that's what we call the noon of favor, the activity of favor. And then we began dealing with the garden. I didn't explain so much in the garden because... Uh, the guys were dull of hearing the day I wanted to talk on that, so I'm going to postpone it to another season. Uh, so yes, 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 yes. Um, I think I'll add one little thing and then we'll move to Isaiah 54, which has been our theme scripture for the year. Actually, Isaiah 54 and Isaiah 60 they have been our theme scriptures for the year. All right. Um, there is something important that I need you guys to understand. Uh, value and presentation. A lot of people are not stumbling on favor because they are not 
actually improving on their value. You see, the favor that God wants to give you access to, sometimes or some heights of favor will require certain versions of yourself. That means when God has given you favor, even though he has given or granted you that favor, until you walk into that version of yourself that can handle the favor, that favor will not gravitate towards you or you will not be able to walk in it. Do you understand? God will not give, uh, maybe, okay, for example, in a house, a father can say that all that I have is for my child and the child may be serious. It is true, all that he has is for the child, but the child will never be able to legislate and administer that estate until he is of age. The same way I can buy a car for you, but if you don't have a license, we don't expect you to be driving that car. Amen. So that is the same way that a lot of people refuse to build themselves or position themselves adequately to walk into certain heights of favor. Listen, there are certain heights of favor that if you have not gotten your PhD, you cannot get. And it is true. There are certain heights of favor. Not that it is your PhD that is getting you that no, but because you walk into a certain height, it is now probable for you to walk into that favor. So there is one thing that is needed for us to build value as individuals. For us to build value as individuals. Do you understand? And a lot of people refuse to do this thing because they think that it means if you build value, it means it's not God's favor. No, that is not it. God has already given you favor and favor should teach you that build yourself so that you can walk into me. The Bible says the grace of God has appeared to all men teaching them. Favor teaches. Grace teaches. Favor teaches. What is grace teaching you to do? Favor teaches. Grace teaches. So there is a place of value and there is a place of presentation. And you see, when I'm talking about presentation, I'm not talking about what is inward. I'm even talking about what is outward. So sometimes the way you dress, there are some people, the reason why they were able to walk in the noon of favor, they stumbled upon favor, is because of the way they dressed. Someone looked at the way they dressed and said, ah, I like the way you dress. Oh, wow. Come, come. I want to give you a job. And that was it. If that person hadn't learned to dress neatly, it doesn't matter how much God has graced a person. That person will not be lifted. Why? Because the person didn't dress neatly. That is why I told the boys, actually, when we are going somewhere, you can't dress the way you want to. Me, at first, I was just dressing, you know, just wear slippers, just, just, oh, I'm gone. I'm gone, crap. Then I came to realize that where God is sending me, you can't do certain things. That is why on my birthday, I told, I told the guys, make sure you don't send out any silly pictures and all those things like, like uh, maybe blast pictures where you have, no, no, no. There is a branding you are building because you are positioning yourself for what God wants to do for you. Because some of those pictures you send out may, may be the reason why someone will not even uh, take delight in you. You understand? That's why sometimes you will put certain pictures of your friends, like maybe someone in the family was fooling them, you put it in that, I'll just type, take it out. You don't understand why I'm doing that. Because for now, it looks joke, 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 joke. But up there, it will be joke, joke again. I've heard of uh, people who went for job interviews and they brought out their social media handle and showed them one picture. And that one picture, because of it, they couldn't get the job. And you think God's promises were 
were not a year and amen. You think God is the one who killed you. Meanwhile, you have to position yourself to receive the favor God has given you. For how many of you are following? I want to see some responses. I need to know that you are following. So it's very important the value we build in ourselves and how we present ourselves. If you walk in the corridors of power, there are certain languages you speak. Listen, one of the reasons why you find uh, the doctors come inclining towards me is because when I'm speaking, even though I'm not a doctor, I am able to relate with them in their terms. You find certain level of intellectuals actually inclining towards what I talk about because I'm, I'm, I deliberately started building a certain kind of diction. You understand? You think I just got up and I started speaking the way I speak. No, it was deliberate. I started using certain diction and it will cause certain people to gravitate towards me. You understand? So, you, you listen, listen, listen. The, have you realized that the um, congregations, okay, that they are, they are pastor, is not um, an intellectual. It is mostly, sorry to say, uh, the market woman, like market, uneducated market woman that you find it. You, you just look on TV. Look, I don't want to brand any um, ethnic group or anything, but you will see certain groups of people or, 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 on, on TV. How many of you have realized that? And you will see the people in their church, all of them, market to me, market to me, market to me, market to me. They may not be fake or anything. They may not be false or anything, but you will see the type of people there. Then you will see someone like Dr. Bwedi. You see someone like, uh, like um, Alpha Hour. You see someone like uh, all this, you will realize the criteria of people that they are drawing. Why? Because they position themselves to walk into that. They position themselves to walk into that. It is a deliberate thing we do, how we present ourselves, even as we've built value within us. Even as we've built value within us. You see, your favor that you are gaining is not just before God, but before men. Favor before God and before men. And you see, men, they mostly look at what is outward. That is why, even though God will want you to, or your emphasis to be what is within you, the Bible speaks about God speaking to Samuel, and he told Samuel that look not upon his countenance or his height or his stature, because I have refused him. So he's saying that when I have refused a man, that one, the outward appearance doesn't matter. When God has refused a man, the outward appearance doesn't matter. When God chooses a man, the outward appearance will now matter. I don't know if you got what I'm saying. There are some people who God has already rejected them. If God doesn't see or God doesn't agree to the value in them, because value is much more what is within a man. All right. And because of that, he has rejected them. It doesn't matter who wants to accept your outward needs, your continents and everything. Once God says no, that is it. But favor before men actually has a lot to do with outward continents also. Men are not God. It is when God says no that they will have to say no. Otherwise, men will look at the outward. Men will look at that's why Samuel went as soon as he went. Look, what was the testimony of Saul when he was becoming king? They said he was the tallest in Israel. 
when he stood with all the Israelites, Saul was the tallest of them. That was the reason, or one of the reasons, why he was picked. He was a fierce man. He was a fierce man. Someone went to the house of Jesse. He also saw people who's, who, who were great in stature. He said, oh, this is the one. This is the one. This is the one. So even though favor before God will override favor before men, listen, if men are going to lift you up, and sometimes when God is going to let a man lift you up, it will depend on how you position yourself or that gatekeeper will never open the gate for you. He will never open the gate for you. Someone thinks that the grace of the Lord is with me or I'm, I'm working in high favor. So he's going for a job interview. He will not dress neatly. He will not come be said. He will just go and you think you will get it. Doesn't matter how much grace is on you. That person sitting, they don't think he's a pagan. Or he may be a Christian. He will look at you and he will say, No, get out of my office. Position yourself rightly. Talk rightly. Build. Listen, listen. One thing you should learn in this season is how to talk. Build the right diction. Be able to talk with people in corridors of power. Be able to relate with them. No, learn how to. I think later on we'll do this thing. But learn how to relate with them. Learn how to talk with them. Learn how to use fork and knife. That one too is important. You will not see me go out with someone and I will not use fork and knife. If you, if anyone has ever gone out to me to a restaurant, I will tell you, I will always use fork and knife. Do you know why? Because when I begin to use fork and knife, there is a, an attention I attract. There are certain people I attract by using fork and knife. You go there every day, you take spoon, and the spoon is big, and you force that whole spoon into your mouth. You go to a big hotel, big men are there, and you, you are using spoon. They are all using fork and knife. There is a language the people in, at the top speak. Speak that language. Do you get me? There is a language the people at the top speak. Speak that language. So, building value and presenting yourself. And I remember when I was dealing with the dude of favor, I spoke about the fact that uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says that uh, here's that man who is diligent in his business. He says he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. You understand? When you are diligent, in your duty, diligent in building yourself, diligent in building your skill, diligent. He say you stand before kings, not mere men. You stand before kings, not mere men. It will shock you that no matter the anointing, God is looking for people of skill. Asab, Jiditun, Heman, who were supposed to be the lead singers in the temple during the time of Solomon. These people were skilled people. They built their skill. They were diligent with it. They were diligent with it. When, uh, when, when Saul was struggling with uh, an evil spirit, he said that, okay, 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 okay. Let's go and look for someone to play so that the evil spirit will come or go, go off. And then in the book of First Samuel, chapter 16, verse 18, the Bible says, Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite. He says, That is skilled in plain, that is cunning in plain, and a mighty, valiant man, a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. He, he mentioned all those things before he even came to say, The Lord is with him. 
So you think that you'll be there like that, you will not improve on your life, you'll be there, you are just waiting for someone to fix gold into your hands. You will not work. The work God has given to you, you will not do it. They, you get an initiative, you will not take it. You get a course that you can take, you will not take it. And you think, listen, you are not like every other person out there. Maybe someone is to work for the person that way because God has planned that it should work for the person that way. It may not be you. So while you can, while you have the time now, improve on yourself. That is why, as a believer, you should delight in reading. You should delight in researching. You should delight in knowing. When you get the opportunity to take this course, take it. When you get the opportunity to take that course, take it. When you get the opportunity, and th- this is one thing that we are going to be doing in this time, where we are, I'm going to make sure as a family, we are reaching out to people in prominent places. We are going to certain events. That is why when the priestesses want to go for some events out there, those are things. With, uh, with Debola and all those people, uh, every time I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, I want them to go. Why? Because I know that when they go there, they are able to network and find themselves among the right people. And these are the people who will look at your skill, look at your values, they will look at your cunningness, they will look at the fact that you are prudent in matters, and God by them is going to lift you up. Amen. The networking is important. Listen, I'm, I keep telling you guys, okay, if you are connected with prominent people, you it will be unfair that you keep them away from the family. And that's what a lot of people do. You know you know this big man, but you do like, hey, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You want to enjoy alone. That is a wicked person. Knowing that God has an agenda for the family, Knowing that God has an agenda for the other believers, you are supposed to cause the family and cause us to build the right networks. And when you are doing that, go through that, it's going to cause lifting. You have a part to play. You have a part to play. I was telling uh, the, the professionals, we are planning on having an event for the professionals. And I, what I am going to do is I want to bring certain prominent people I want to bring um, head of engineering in Ghana. I want to bring um, some of the heads of um, um, the uh, police in Ghana, like some of the top heads in Ghana. I want to bring um, uh, um, someone in the movie industry, a very prominent actor. I want to bring certain people in the business field, some gurus in the business field. Why am I doing this? Not so that I'll get a name, because I know that they will need those links. They will need those connections someday. Just that man giving you his uh, card, just that man giving you his complimentary card can be your lifting, and you don't know. And you don't know. Just that person that you know, that you tell that, oh, this is my man of God. Oh, he's, uh, he's a good man. That could be the way God is also lifting me. Just that man of God that you say, oh, I have this friend. I have this friend. Oh, I just want you. I just want you. You to meet this my friend. He's a very great guy. He's, he really, really loves you. That is it. And God is lifting up the person. That means there are a lot of people who God had designed them that will be agents of lifting for people. But because they don't even understand these things, they, they are there. And people's lives are going down, down, down. Because God positioned you there in your networking power to make sure that some people will rise. 
And what are you doing with that? Amen. What are you doing with that? <laughs> what are you doing with that? So it matters who you are connected to. It matters the skill you are building yourself. And it matters how you are presenting yourself out there. It matters how you are presenting yourself out there. I love something in the book of First Kings chapter 5 and 6, uh, verse 68. Let me read it. It says that, Now therefore command thou that they hew me cedars, cedar trees of, out of Lebanon and my servants. Now this is Solomon asking for cedar trees to build a temple, all right? He says, and my servant shall be with thy servants, and unto thee I will give a high for thy servants according to all that thou shalt appoint. For thou knowest that there is among us, there, there is not among us any that can skill to heal timber, like unto Sidonians. Did you hear what he said? He said that the, your skill is unparalleled. That's why the Bible says, here is that man who is diligent in business. You stand before kings. Yes, that is grace. The guy was diligent in business, and now he has walked in the need of grace. He has stumbled upon grace. He has stumbled upon Because in the years which he was in the wilderness, he was building on his soul, building on his soul. And when the time of his manifestation came, when the time of his lifting came, God used that very skill. So Solomon says that among Sidonians, among all the people he could go for to get help from, he went to Sidonians. They were not Israelites. He went to Sidonians. He said, why? Because none can heal timber. None can heal timber like Sidonians. They were so skilled. They have a, a special way to heal that you know that there is a difference between a Sidonian healing uh, 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 a timber that means your work must be exceptional. Your work, man, we have too many believers who, when they go to office, they're speaking in tongues instead of doing the work they should be doing. If I am having a job and you are supposed to be working and I come to the work and you are speaking in tongues, I'll sack you. Yes, I'm an apostle, I'll still sack you because you are not serious. Because speaking in tongues at that moment is not what is getting the job done. I will sack you. You should be working as you should be working. It's not now you'll be doing hey, ba, 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 hey, ba, 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 ba. No, you should be working. Do you think I'm not spiritual too? And, and that's what many believers do. So they'll skip work and they'll come and tell their, um, their work, uh, their, their manager that, oh, uh, um, manager, you know how you know how the Christian life is. You know prayer. You know I'm a prayer warrior. So what? So you left the way. Okay, go and continue with the prayer warrior and let them pay you as prayer warrior. It's not here that you do that nonsense. You understand? And we have so many believers doing that. I'm not saying don't pray at your workplace. There's not a problem praying at your workplace, but you should learn to appropriate time as it should. You should learn to appropriate time as you should. If you are supposed to be working, be working. If you are supposed to be building skill, tongue speaking is not what will um, cover up the skill you have to build. Because you see, no matter how much you speak in that tongue, it is not what God is going to lift you up. 
All you, all you needed to do was to learn how to speak French, and God would have done something crazy in your, your life. But you wanted to speak tongues. And anytime you speak the tongues to it, it's not going to French; it's going to Chinese. But it's French God wants you to learn. It's very, very important. And this, uh, when you build skill, God is going to use you in certain spheres of prominence. And, and you'll be shocked. Look at Joseph of Arimathea. He was a politician. He was an official in the Jewish community. This man, because of his affluence, God was able to use him and Nicodemus to go and pick up the body of Jesus. People only think it's Joseph of Arimathea, but Nicodemus was also included to secure the body of Jesus and to put it in the tomb. He would have not stumbled on this favor. Do you know the favor you, you walk into by being the one to give Jesus a grave? He would have not stumbled on this favor if he was not in that affluence. He would have not stumbled on favor if he was not in that affluence. Bringing us to Isaiah 54, where Isaiah 54 says that we should lengthen our courts. In fact, let's look at Isaiah 54. He says that, sing, O barren woman, thou that didst did not bear, break forth into singing, okay? And cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife with the Lord. Listen, listen to something. There are a lot of people who have not bet in the previous seasons. But in the season where we walk into the uh, where we where we walk into the noon of God's favor, when we grow in the consciousness of being highly favored, God is saying, "Okay, okay, it is now time. It is now time. It's now time." So begin to sing, begin to rejoice, because even though you were barren, you are about to bear. Even though you were not with child, even though you did not travail with child, He says that, "Oh, oh, 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 sing." Why? Because the children you are about to bear, they are more than the children of the one who was married. You who seems to be desolate. Your children are about to be more than the one who is married. But he didn't just stop there. He says, okay, since you know that there is this gimel of favor coming, so rejoice. Because you see, once there is gimel, you rejoice. Gimel is, the response to gimel is rejoicing. The response to being highly favored is rejoicing. So when the angel came to Mary, he says, Hail! <laughs> Hail! 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 Rejoice! 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 Hail, Mary! So rejoice. So in the highly favored, or being highly favored, we rejoice. We rejoice. But then he continues, and this is where the noon of favor comes. He says, now enlarge the place of your tent. So after rejoicing, he's saying, enlarge the place of your tent. Why? Because when you know God is doing something, you now prepare yourself for that thing God is doing. So enlarge the place of your tent. If you truly believe, if you truly know, if you truly appreciate the fact that God is walking you into that favor, he says, enlarge the place of your tent. He says that, and let them shed for the curtains of thine habitation. He says, spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. Because he just said, your children will be more than 
the children of the married wife. That means if there are going to be children, I have to create rooms for the children. How many of you have seen people preparing for a baby? As soon as they pick seed, as soon as they enter into the gmail, as soon as they know that camels are coming, as soon as they know that babies are coming, what do they do? They start by it. It, they, it doesn't even reach uh, the, the sixth month. People have already bought all they need to buy down. Two of us. They will start buying pampers. They will start buying uh, foods or whatever they need to get. Those, um, I don't know how they call them. All those things that they need to get. They bought baby cloth. They bought powder for the abattoirs. They bought everything they buy them. They buy everything. Do you know why? I am expecting something. I am expecting something. I am expecting something. And this is how I position myself in that expectation. This is how I position myself. So right now, you going to school. It is like you buying that pampas. It is like you buying that baby coat. It is like you buying that toy. It is like you buying that socks. It's like you buy that clothing. It is like you preparing a room in your house, particularly for that baby. Particularly for that baby. Maybe when I, I like what Joy has written, he says expectation goes with preparation. And that is very true. Expectation goes with preparation. If you are a man and you want to have 10 children, why do you build a house or why do you rent a house and may you not be stuck in renting house in the name of Jesus. Everyone here at your youthful stages, may you build a house. And if you are not the one who wants to build a house, God will cause men to buy you houses in the name of Jesus. Because you are highly favored. In the, I told God that me, I will not, I will not put my hand on building house. No. I'm more of a loss. Oh, Nandela Catalua. May people buy houses for you. May people give you cars. Not that you can't afford a car, no, but may they give you the cars. You, you can't say that, oh, I, I want to have 20 children. I want to have 10 children. Then you, you want to live in a two bedroom house. Then you want to live in a chamber and hall. Where are these children going to be? No. So based on your expectation, you make a certain preparation. Listen, when you see men preparing and preparing and preparing and preparing in so ardently now, so diligently now, it is not that we don't have anything to do. The Bible says it is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. So at this stage where it's useful, at this stage where it is useful, you prepare and you prepare and you prepare and you prepare because there is a certain expectation we have that Gimel has come and we are positioning ourselves to walk in that. So he says what? Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy sticks. And I like what he says. He says, For thou shalt break forth on the right hand 
and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. So this is the word, the proclamation of favor, the message of favor that has come. And he says what? Fear not. Fear not. Rather what? Enlarge the place of thy tent. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Enlarge the place of thy tent. And he speaks a lot of things that are of favor in the book of Isaiah 54 which are, are so beautiful. And one of the things I love so much, and I'm going to make a prophetic declaration based on that word to you. I'm going to make a prophetic declaration based on that word. He says in the uh, in verse 14, he says, In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. I pray for you this morning that indeed you will be far from oppression. You will not fear and you are safe from terror. It will not come near thee. And he says in verse 15, Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Mama, 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 ha, parosha, kebeto, not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. I tell you, in this season, whosoever shall gather against thee, shall fall for thy sake. Your only duty you need to do, the only thing you need to do is to build yourself. Men will be ashamed. Build yourself. Men will be ashamed. Position yourself. Sometimes it's not about work. It is about working in humility. He says he gives grace to the humble and he abases the proud. So when you walk in humility, that is lengthening your cords, lengthening your cords, lengthening your cords, lengthening your cords. Ah, that is enlightening the tent. Walk in humility. Walk in the fear of the Lord. That is enlightening the tent. And he says on account of this, when men gather against you, they shall be ashamed. They shall fall because they did not gather by him. They did not gather by him. This year, I knew that I was going to face contention. But I knew when the Lord gave us the the, the passages Isaiah 54 and Isaiah 60, I knew that though I'm going to go to contention, the people will not gather in the name of the Lord. It doesn't matter if they are pastors or reverends or apostles. It will be in the name of the Lord. I hear someone going around telling people that, oh, I'm forced. Meanwhile, this is someone who was working working with me, (laughs) gathering people, gathering uh, another denomination or whatever. Also, and telling them, me or this was someone who was chatting with me and all, not knowing all along, the person was telling people are false, and the person come and chat to me, hey, 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 they shall gather, but it shall not be by him. And the end of it, all, he's still stuck in where he is, not in any growth, nothing is happening in his life. I am here, God is moving me for it. I'm telling you, in your life, when men gather, and it's not by God, whoever shall gather. It doesn't matter their number. The one with us, they which are with us, is more than they that are with them. In the name of Jesus, they shall fall for thy sake. Such is the favor. Anytime you hear for thy sake, know that it's a matter of favor. (laughs) The ground can be cursed for thy sake. It is for your favor. Ah. Verse 15. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee 
Psalm 4, 4, 9, 6. He says, Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals of fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. <laughs> and I have created the waster to destroy. Listen, the one who destroys people, he created him. You see, before this, if you don't understand this verse, you don't understand why I said no weapon that is fashioned against you. He says that, first of all, you need to understand that the one who creates the weapons, I created him. The smith, the blacksmith, who blows coals of fire, or who blows coals in the fire. He says that he that bringeth instruments for this work, I, 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 I have created him. And I have created the one who makes use of the weapons to destroy. Then he says, so I assure you that no weapon that is formed against you, ah, it will not prosper. He says, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. He says, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment. He says, thou shall condemn. He didn't say, I will condemn it for you. He says, thou shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of God. And their righteousness is from me, saith the Lord. I'm telling you, in the righteousness of God, in this season of favor, when we stand, any voice that comes up against us, we shut it down in the name of Jesus. And you see, sometimes the way you shut those voices down is the way you've worked in your skill. You, you, you are... You have proved to them beyond doubt that, listen, I am prepared for it. I, I am walking in a favor and I have positioned myself for this favor. You prove to them beyond doubt. It cannot be denied. It cannot be denied. <laughs> it cannot be denied. It cannot be denied. Ah, ma, ma, ma. Can someone put Isaiah 60? I'll just read a small thing from it. We are still looking at the noon of favor. We are just looking at the noon of favor. We are just looking at the noon. Position yourself. Position yourself in the corridors of power. Position yourself in relating with people. Position yourself. Position yourself. It will take spiritual sagacity to know that not everyone you meet, it's not everyone you meet that you move to. It's not everyone you meet that you consider as a girlfriend or i told you for this thing one time that some people ended up dating the one who was supposed to be their um destiny helper and then they had the destiny helper the destiny helper is heartbroken the destiny helper has decided to move away you will not understand these things <laughs> the destiny helper is heartbroken and the destiny helper has decided to move away Meanwhile, that person was supposed to link you to certain people. That person was supposed to connect you to certain people. Now that you've had the person, uh, oh, it's because you are not wise enough. Listen, if you walk in the noon of God's favor, it is a matter of spiritual sagacity. Intelligence in matters of the spirit. Applying or walking in the very wisdom of God. Amen. Don't think Jesus was very strategic with the people he put in his circle. Let me tell you, Jesus was very strategic. He needed someone like Peter, very pompous, very, very arrogant. That when he had civilized Peter, all of a sudden, Peter can become a foundation for the church. Do you understand? He could become, he says, upon this rock, 
and it was talking about the revelation. So Peter became a foundation in that he held a certain foundation and keys were given to him. He needed someone like Peter. He needed someone like Judas because if there was no Judas, there there wouldn't have been someone to betray him. He needed someone like the sons of Thunder, John and James, because this boy fears people. These ones ones were protocol. They were like bodyguards. They were the ones who would say, hey, you will not see Jesus. Because if they were not there, everyone would press on to Jesus or they would die. He needed people like Nicodemus in a circle. He needed people like Joseph or Arimakia in a circle. He needed people like Mary of Magdala and all those women. Because when they needed to be provisioned, these were the people who would now begin to put in the money. You think he was not sagacious about his movement? Every friend he made, every person he worked with, he was very deliberate about it. He was very deliberate about it. He knew the part everyone had to play. He knew the part everyone had to play. <laughs> ah, bah, 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 bah. Hey, local failure. Azar 60. Arise and shine for thy light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. So he says that light has come, but he now says, arise and shine. The noon of favor. So we see, your light has come all right. We understand. But he says, arise and shine. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. Listen, your light can come, and if you don't decide to arise and shine, you will not see the fact that the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. You understand? We arise and shine. Sometimes you may be taking initiatives. Listen, a lot of you, they've prayed for you. They've told you, oh, you do great in the business sphere. How many of you have actually taken initiatives? How many of you have actually taken initiatives? A lot of times I tell you, oh, go for this position, go for the political position, go for, and oh, so many people are even, they don't want to even take the initiative. Meanwhile, we've spoken or made a declaration of favor, and you don't want to take the initiative. Do you think that Angel will go and uh, do the vetting for you? Do you think that Angel will go and do, oh, Jesus Christ, arise, shine, for thy light has come. Says, for behold, the darkness shall come at the end, and grow darkness the people. And he says, But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And he says, And the Gentiles shall come to the light, and kiss the brightness of thy rising. I remember earlier this month, we dealt with a lot of things pertaining to favor. And in one of the sessions, I was thinking about the fact that you see, your diligence sends you before kings. Being diligent in your business will send you before kings. But there is another height where when your light is shining, when your light is shining, when your light is shining, this one is not just about you being diligent in your business and all that, but you should achieve a certain feat. You should achieve a certain height of prominence that now it is not you going before kings, it's kings coming before you. So he says the Gentiles will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Kings to the brightness of your rising. The kings come to the brightness. They don't just come to the light. They come to the brightness. Oh, Lucifer. 
to the brightness of your rising. To the brightness of your rising. Brightness of your rising. Oh, Makajetekaria. May Gentiles come to your light. May Gentiles come to our light. We have started seeing these things happening in my life. The Gentiles are coming. Kings are coming to the brightness of my rising. And it is not stopping now. I will invest, invest, invest. I will build the value and I will present myself adequately. Even as God has given me grace. And in God's purposes, you will see people come from the east, south, west coming. They want to hear Salem. They want to partner with Salem. They want to, oh, oh, it will shock you. It will shock you. I didn't know so many pastors were listening to my audience until this season. <laughs> I didn't know so many, but I hear pastors that I would never expect that, hey, this is a crowd, what do you come and listen to my audience for? Don't you say, ah, I'm listening to your, ah, I'm like, oh, okay, 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 you believe my audience. And you know, you have to smile, say, oh, glory to God, let's go, but you're happy, you're happy. Kings, I come to the battle. Hey, listen. In this season, that may look like kings, but there are certain kings that will come in the coming season that you think these ones were servants. <laughs> the kings are coming to the brightness of our horizon, but it will depend on a man to decide to arise and shine. Your sons are coming from afar. Your daughters are being nursed at your side. But listen, it will depend on you deciding to arise and shine. Take position, take stand, shine. The abundance of the sea will be converted unto you, the forces of the Gentiles, but arise and shine. Arise and shine. The multitude of camels shall cover thee, the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, but arise and shine. All day from Sheba shall come, they shall bring gold, incense, they shall show for the presence of God, but arise and shine. Arise and shine. Listen, build yourself and build yourself so much that you are indispensable. When you enter a room, they cannot, they cannot deny you. They cannot avoid you. Do you understand? That is how, that, and that is one thing that will make you never intimidated by anyone. You are. When you enter the room, everyone is intimidated. Yes, it's good and it's not good. Because we want everyone to come close. But it is good in the sense that, listen, when I enter the room, I should be so significant in the room that, they know that, hey, I, I, I find people, they say, when I enter their meetings, like some pastors, they are having a meeting online, then I enter. They can't preach again. Like, they'll be, they'll be stumbling. They'll be stuttering. Do you know why? I've built myself, and I've built a certain brand, even in Christ, a certain value by the grace of God. The grace of God has taught me to build a certain value, that when I enter there, you know that mm, if I don't watch myself, because someone has come that he, he has built and he knows what he's doing. And rather than they, they being in fear, 
I tell them that no, it should also encourage you to do great. It should encourage you to labor. Listen, build till you are indispensable. I am not a doctor, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, in my whole, from last year to now, I meet doctors and they are so happy. I'm not that supposed to, hey, I doctor, wow, seven years of school, six years of school, eight years of school. They are so happy they've met me. And it is all to the glory of God. Why? Because I am building a certain value around myself. Yesterday, someone contacted me. She has been fooling me. Wow. She's happy to meet me now. Yes. Meanwhile, these are people's parents. These are people in ministry for years. These are, they will build until they are indispensable. They can't throw you away. They can't, they can't throw you away. They cannot ignore you in the equation. They cannot factor you out. Build. And God, in his grace that he has already given you, not that he's not going to give you grace, he has already given you, will cause you to keep increasing in the assets of grace. Remember, say grace and peace be multiplied unto you. I pray for you in this season. As you venture, as you build yourself, as you study, as you build a right network, as you walk in the fear of the Lord and the principles of God, as you walk in humility, may grace and peace be multiplied unto you. In the name of Jesus, may grace and peace be multiplied unto you. In the name of Jesus. May grace and peace be multiplied unto you. In the name of Jesus. I don't know if it's here I was speaking. I think it was here. I don't know if it's here I was speaking, but I was saying something. Like, you see, uh, some people will feel like, oh, Salem prefers some people over others. Like, let's say even in the family. It's not that I will prefer someone over another person. I love everyone. But you see, people have decided to position themselves to walk in heights of delight before me. Do you understand? Some people have positioned themselves by the way they are building themselves, the way they've been diligent, the way they've served, the way they've added. And because of that, you see me inclined towards them in a certain way. But you see, the truth is that Originally, everyone has the opportunity to tap into that resource. But there are some who said that, oh, I'll press. I will make sure I press. I'll press. I, I, can't, I can't be ignored. He must see me. Do you understand? He must, oh, he will see me, definitely. And the way these people will serve, the way these people will ask questions, the way these people will want to be around, and all of that. You guys, all of a sudden, they seem to be close. They seem to have a certain favor for me. They seem, it's like, oh, when Salem wants someone to do something, he, has, he calls on this person, that doesn't call me. It's because you don't even position yourself. Listen, settle it in your heart that even as I am highly favored, I told you, you are not now coming to be favored. Even as you are highly favored, you walk into the heights of favor. Even as the declaration of favor is brought to you, you walk in the height of favor. 
sometimes it is even having faith in the word that has been brought to you having faith in that word and holding on to it holding on to it tight i pray for you and everyone here this season you will not miss out on your blessing you will not miss out on that favor in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus you are blessed in all you do in jesus name in jesus name amen